Amen. On this uh, Mother's Day afternoon, uh, we're going to be looking at an account in 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. Uh, this is about a, a mother, a mother who's actually a, a widow who gets a special uh, job to do from the Lord. So 1 Kings chapter 17, and we will begin reading in verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, uh, which belongeth to Zidon, and there and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Uh, verse 10 now, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering, uh, there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. As she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a, in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make, make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day of the Lord uh, that sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, she and he and her house did eat many days." And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake, unto, spake by Elijah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this account here in, in 1 Kings, Father, a true account, an actual event, an actual occurrence, where you made your power clear and known. Father, we ask that as we consider this account today, that you would challenge our hearts, the power of your word, Father, that we would be sensitive to your leading. We do pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, it's Mother's Day, and we're talking about Mother's Day today, and uh, you know, we, we have a home here. It's a little bit of an unusual home. We have a mother, but no father. She's a, uh, a widow, and um, her husband has passed away, and um, and yet here's a child in the home, and uh, they've come under difficult times. Uh, we've talked about this before, but it was very difficult in the ancient world for um, a woman to care for a home by herself. In fact, it was, it was almost impossible. And uh, we see that coming to pass here. Uh, we're, we're here here's a woman who, uh, not for lack of effort or trying, uh, is, ha has a home where, where they are starving, uh, so much so that they, they are expecting to die uh, in the future. Um, who established that home? The answer is simple. It's God. God established that home. He knew what was going on there. He knew what was needed, and, and he promised to take care of them. And uh, on this, this day, we, of course, want to honor our mothers uh, for their sacrifices and all that they've gone through on our behalf. Uh, but within any home, uh, fathers and mothers make tremendous sacrifices uh, for their children. This is a especially difficult situation um, for, for this mother when, when there is no father there in the house. Um, so let's consider a little bit about what's going on for this uh, widowed mother here in, in um, Zarephath. Uh, 
first of all, she's in the midst of a famine. There's famine in the land. It's hard normally to survive in Israel without a husband at home, but, but here she is, and uh, she is trying to do the very best she can. There's very, very little food left. And um, she, she thought that, in essence, that was going to be their last meal. And yet she has given a, a job to do by God. And uh, he, he calls her for a particular purpose to, to prepare food and prepare a meal and take care of his prophet Elijah. And uh, she, she does that. She recognizes that God has given her a calling and she desires to put God first. Um, hard to imagine a mother who has a starving child uh, going through and having to make this decision. Do I give my last meal away to this prophet who's coming to my home? And, and yet God had called her to do it. And, and we learn about her faith through that. Uh, verse 9, we see uh, the, the Lord saying uh, to Elijah, Arise, get thee to Zarephath. Uh, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Uh, what, what happened? God commanded this mother to feed his prophet. He gave the command. Um, this, is, this is the same account that Jesus speaks of in Luke 4.25, when he says, But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the day of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. What's Jesus speaking of? Well, that there were many like this mother here. There were many widows uh, during that day, and uh, there were many who were hungry. Let's consider what was unique about this particular mother. Well, one, she, she knew the Lord. He could call, and she knew, his, she knew who was talking to her. He knew who, she knew who was giving her that command. Um, not only that, when, when he spoke, she, she understood that that was his will, and his will was for her to feed Elijah. She, she understood that. She, she was a woman who had been through many difficult things. Her, her husband had died. Um, she was having financial difficulty. She was probably hungry at this point in time with as little food as she had had. It's probably something that had been rationed along the way. Um, and when Elijah comes to her, uh, she's not just resting. She's not saying, well, that'll be the last cake, and then I'm done. Right? Elijah shows up, and, and it actually um, says that, that she is already um, out there gathering sticks. Right? She's getting them together because she, she's acting on what God has called her to do. So she, she's busy. She's active. She's working. It's interesting that God would choose uh, a, a widow who is willing to answer his command, even though she has almost nothing to offer him from a financial standpoint. Uh, the one that God calls to serve him is this mother who's not rich, but extremely poor, uh, but who knows him, loves him, and is willing to do the work that he, is, he calls her to. Um, God calls people who are busy to serve him. <laughs> and uh, you say, well, well, why would the Lord have me to do something else? Why would the Lord call on me to do something else? Well, one of the, the greatest assets in any ministry is availability. Right? If you're willing to make yourself available to the Lord for whatever He would have you to do, well, then God will use you in, in different ways. And uh, that's, that's a wonderful thing, to answer God's call and to seek to do it well uh, to, to His glory. Now, 
for the, this mother here, she, she was somebody who, who had no means to fulfill what God had called her to, uh, and yet she made herself available to him. Uh, God regularly calls busy people to, to serve him, and in the midst of the service, um, we can be confident that she was afraid. Right? So not only is this a, 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 um, a mother who has a relationship with the Heavenly Father, this is a mother who has many fears. Verse 11 and 12 describe those. As she was going to fetch it, this was the water, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. She said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel, a little oil and a cruse. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in, dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. What's the issue? She knows exactly what God would have her to do. But she does not feel that she has the means to get it done. She doesn't feel that she has what is necessary, materially speaking, to take care of it. And her focus is on just the, the lack of, of supplies. You know, Elijah asked her for, for bread, and she says, I, I barely have meal. <laughs> you know, you're, you're asking for, it's not like my home is filled with loaves. I've got a little meal in a jar and some oil. That, that's all I've got. And, uh, and, and I, I wasn't planning on it being replenished. I, I thought we'd eat it and we'd be dead. You know, what, what, understand what we're asking. What, what happened? Her focus is on just how little she has. It's not on the Lord. Her eyes isn't, aren't on the Lord here. Her, her focus is that, that it's going to be the very worst. She'll eat the food and then that'll be the end of it. You know, even people who are serving the Lord can take their eyes off of him. They could take their eyes off and focus on the, the situation and the challenges that she was going through in that moment. Fear can rob us of joy. It can rob us of strength. It can rob us of enthusiasm and confidence. And often it'll bring about frustration. It can, it can result in us being depressed as we focus on our, ourselves and our own ability rather than putting our, our eyes on the Lord. And as we think about who she knows, right, the God who commanded her to this task, uh, we, we, we could ask the question very simply, uh, do, do you think that the God who commanded her and called her to this task would somehow not equip her to do it? Of course he would. doesn't mean it'll be easy. It'll probably be difficult. It'll probably be hard. It's probably going to stretch her in ways that, that aren't comfortable. It will probably cause her to, to, to uh, not just simply rely upon her cupboard, but, but to rely upon the Lord and his strength and what he brings about. You know, in this moment, she, she is only fixing her eyes on the problem, not, not on the solution that comes through God. We can often become defeated by our fears, and, uh, but we, we need to know that, that God loves us. He cares for us. If he calls us to a task, he will equip us to do that task, and it may even be something that we're not naturally good at. It may even be something that, that we don't necessarily have the resources in hand at the moment to do, and yet when God calls us to do it, um, then, then we are to fulfill what he has asked of us. You know, God would have us to, as believers today, replace our fears with that cross of Christ to look to him, to have confidence in our Savior. We know that that God loves us. We know that because he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. 
we, we know that by the power of the resurrection that he is empowered and powerful enough to take care of any need or challenge that we may have. Thirdly, we see that this, is, this mother uh, will, will triumph in her faith. Verses 13 through 16 describe that. Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. She went, did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. What happened? Her, her faith was dying, and, and then Elijah asks, Okay, I understand, you've got that little bit of meal there in the oil, um, and I, I understand you and your son want to eat. That's fine, but feed me first. Now, you know, from our perspective today, we would say that does not sound like a very godly response to this, this woman who is feeding him and providing for him. But Elijah understood what was going on. He understood that God would provide. He understood that she would be well taken care of. And if she demonstrated faith, then God would bless her. And, and so she, she was on the road to death, and, and yet her, her faith changes. And all of a sudden, it, it goes from being, being a faith that is about to die to a faith that is, is dynamic in all aspects. She went from being somebody who was fearful to actually living out and being faithful. And at the beginning, she, she was demonstrating the misery in her life. Instead, she got to experience a miracle. You know, there are certain things that God promises through His Word. There are certain ways in which His Word empowers us and encourages us. And, and one of the things that the Word of God provides is, is comfort. And, and we see that here when Elijah says to her, Fear not. In verse 13, you know, when a task seems too hard, when it seems too difficult, there's that, that promise from God, we could say that command of God, to, to fear not. God gives us comfort in difficult circumstances. Sometimes he commands us to do things that seem hard, things that we wouldn't necessarily think were the right thing to do. And we see that right there in verse 13, when Elijah makes the command, that she's to make that little cake first for him. And then, in response to her obedience, God makes a promise to her in verse 14. And that promise is that all that food that she has, it, it, it will not waste. Or we could say it will not fail. The cupboard will not be bare as long as she is being faithful to the Lord. And so she responds to what God has called her to. She responds acting in faith and living out what he's commanded her to do. And when she obeys, God honors her faith. You know, it's amazing how often we get so tied up in maybe our own expectations of how things should be or what we say things ought to look like, and not relying upon what God would have us to do. And when we do that, what do we, what do, we do? We live out of fear. Well, this will fail here, or, or this will be terrible here, or how could we ever do this, or, or you know, whatever it is. 
that this isn't to suggest that we don't plan. This isn't to suggest that we don't strive to do things well. But if God wants to give a command to a mother who's a widow with a son who has a bare cupboard and tell her to feed his prophet, he will supply the means to do it. And when God works in our lives and our hearts and, and he, he gives us a command, something we're to obey, whether it be in an area of service or, 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 um, or, or some particular thing that he would have us to do for another person, we say, well, God, I don't know how it's going to get done, but you've laid it on my heart to do that. How, how could this ever get done, Lord? It will happen. He'll provide the means to get, for it to get done. So we can take heart in these moments with some simple reminders. First is this, faith will triumph even in trouble. Regardless of the trouble that comes, demonstrating faith, uh, we, we can live out our faith. Secondly, we can know that our crucified, risen Savior will meet us where we are. You know, just because... God has called us to a task doesn't mean that we will always do it without failure. doesn't mean that we'll always do it without fear. God is merciful. You know, sometimes I think we get this view of God where somehow he is just this demanding figure. You know, whatever we do wrong, he's just going to whack us down, beat us down. Here's a mother, a widow, who's been given a difficult task, one beyond her personal means, and in the midst of it she fails out of fear. What does God do? He doesn't beat her down. He lifts her up. He encourages her. He says, do right and I will provide. And she responds. She does what he's called her to. She responds in faith. And he takes care of her. See, we have a crucified, risen Savior, one who will take care of us in the midst of doing what God has called us to do. If we just allow ourselves to, to get out of the way and trust in Him, we can be more useful to Him. The greatest traits of any servant of God is availability. And it's amazing how rare that is today. Thirdly, in conclusion, we should know that God's grace is sufficient. For the needs of mothers and others, He will take care of whoever will walk with Him. Well, no matter the challenge, no matter what you're going through today, God's grace is sufficient. Doesn't mean it won't be hard, doesn't mean it won't be difficult, doesn't mean that you'll always get what you want. God's grace is sufficient. And so in the midst of that circumstance, in the midst of that challenge, trust on our great God. I know there are many mothers out there today who understand the need for God's grace. And there is a great need for God's grace, isn't there? Especially in motherhood. As you're taking care of that young child and you're ready to pull your hair out. I understand that feeling. I understand that sentiment. 
yet in the midst of it, God's grace is sufficient. Rely on Him more and more each and every day. I'm so grateful for this example that we have set before us today. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this example of, of this mother who's a widow. Father, who was placed in the midst of circumstances far beyond what she could ever imagine or think. Father, we thank you so much for for faithfulness. Father, in the midst of of what was certainly a fearful time, in the midst of a time in which uh, she could have given in to her fears and walked away from you, she relied upon you, Lord. She trusted in you. Father, help us to have that type of faith. Help us to have that type of confidence that we would trust in you regardless of what comes. Father, we pray that that day by day you would help us more and more to rely upon you. We thank you, Lord, that you give grace that is sufficient, both to mothers and to others, for everyone. Father, today we do want to pray specifically for our mothers, that you would uphold them and encourage them. Father, that they would know the thanks that we have for them as they serve not only their children and their families, but you as well. Father, help our mothers to put you first, to seek you first, and know that all the other things will be added unto them. We give you the praise, Lord, for how you work in our lives and hearts. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.